everyone, and welcome to this conversation presented by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer. Thanks for listening. You know, my wife Vicki and I have owned and operated our photography studio, V Gallery, for 20 years now. White House has been our lab for the last 16 of those years, and we could not be happier. White House is a family-run business, just like ours. If you haven't already, check them out at whcc.com. And if you want to drop me a line, feel free to email me at jed at whcc.com. One of my absolute favorite qualities in a person is straightforwardness. I'm not talking about whether it's right or wrong or good or bad. I just mean someone who tells it like it is. Someone you don't have to wonder about. Now every once in a while, if you choose to hang with someone like that, you're going to hear something you don't like. But that's part of the gig. Frankness isn't always pleasant. There's a reason why people say the truth hurts, because sometimes it does. But sometimes that's what we need to hear in order to have a chance to change for the better. Darty Hines considers himself to be a straight shooter. Along with his wife, he owns and runs Sync and Sync Sports, which are two of some of the best mid-sized conferences in the photography industry. Darty doesn't mince words. He gets right to the point and calls them as he sees them. Enjoy our chat. Give me the, give me the deets. All right, my name is Darty Hines, and currently I'm living in central Pennsylvania around the Harrisburg area. Um, I have been a professional photographer for about 25 years, uh, and currently I am uh, the owner of Sync with my wife, Michelle, and we run two photography conferences. One is called Sync, it's in Destin, Florida, and the other one's Sync Sports, and that one is in Pennsylvania. Now, in the grand scheme of things, how much photography are you still doing? In the grand scheme of things, I'm not doing much currently right now. Right. Um, when Sync became really became a bigger part of our lives, I knew I was eventually going to have to scale back in the photography world just a little bit. Um, over the course of the last two or three years, I definitely have kind of pulled back quite a bit. Um, currently, I'm photographing like past clients who mm-hmm. I did a, siblings, you know, and right. they got to say, oh, you know, take my right. kid's picture. Right. You know, and, right. and so we're doing that. And I, there's some close families that we're friends with that we're still photographing some close families. Um, <clears throat> I've never, well, I did weddings, you know, 20 years ago, but I don't even do weddings anymore. Um, I haven't done that in a long time. Um, but yeah, just kind of scaled it back a little bit to really concentrate on more what we were passionate about. Um, and that was running the conference and trying to make sure that that conference was the best it could be. And to make that happen, I felt like I had to scale back other parts of my life to make that a success that we wanted it to be. So 25 years ago, you started, right? Right. Correct. What, where did you start or how did you start? I started in, um, college actually. I was one of the very few probably photographers these days don't really go to photography school or a college. I have an associate's degree in portrait photography actually. You do? Yeah. Isn't that weird? It, well, it is. <laughs> yeah, I know it is weird these, these days. <laughs> these days especially. Yeah. And the cool thing is I had a really great beginning to my career. I felt like my foundation as a photographer was probably one of the best you could get. It started with going to the Ohio Institute of Photography, which at that time was had amazing instructors who were super talented, knew what they were talking about. I mean, my portrait photography career, you know, was I was trained by somebody like Mark Garber, who's mm. an excellent photographer. Really? Did yeah. he train he you? He was one of my instructors. Buffy? For sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's one of my favorite people in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're he, gonna do one of these someday. Yes, you should. Oh Absolutely. my gosh. I didn't know that. Yeah, I went to school. He was one of my instructors for sure. That's and then, awesome. 
from, I mean, I went to school, I mean, I'll throw some names around. I went to school with Brian Killian from yep. Peter's Photography. Yep. Um, we're still friends. You know, so he was in my class. Mm -hmm. um, I, a photographer, maybe not as known, but Joe McNamara was in my class yep. and he's an amazing photographer. So we had a really, I felt like we had a strong class of 1992, I think it was. <laughs> um, you know, and you know, some of them are still doing photography, some aren't. Yeah. Um, and then from there, I had a great foundation. My very first job was a very... Um, I would call it um, old masters, traditional photographer, mm -hmm. which that's a fantastic foundation. I mean, yeah. seriously. Rock solid. Yeah. I mean, Some I was you know, shooting on a mas old masters background, doing headshots for seniors. It was before anybody was really doing much outdoors or going, you know, you wouldn't go on location. You just shot everything in the studio. So when you were photographing back in those days, was it primarily seniors then? Like, has it kind of always been senior photography for you? Um, I would say heavy seniors, but I mean, probably what people don't know about me, I'm a really good family portrait photographer. <laughs> just, I'm just yeah. not really known you know, for that. Right. Um, but I can pose a really good family, you know, no problem there. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm, you know, I don't brag on myself. I hate doing that, but I'm no, like a... that's I'm why like you're a, here. That's why you're here. <laughs> I'm a really good uh, kids photographer. I relate really well with kids. I know a lot of tricks to get them to smile and, you know, to ease that conversation comfort level when they come into a studio. So kind of you wouldn't say that the senior part is you, that you focus on that because of a passion just for seniors necessarily, would you? No, definitely not. That's just kind of how the, the chips have fallen. That's so correct. Speak. Yeah. I would say over, well, and you know, going back to like old history, you know, I, I worked with Larry Peters for three years, there you, go. you know, so he was the senior photographer God. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. you know, so you start when you are in that career, you know, they, they did some families, they dabbled in families and things like that, but really they were known for senior photography. Other than the obvious, you know, digital transition between now and back in the day, even when you started, what, what are the biggest differences that you see the way that they've manifested between now and 25 years ago? How are things different other than digital? Other than digital, I feel like things are different, mainly because right now, it's a more instant kind of a, oh, let me think about that. How do I want to say that? I think things are different right now because I feel like the world lives in more of an instant gratification kind of yeah. a situation. You know, it's like we want things now, now, now. Yeah. You know, we're in the, you know, we go back, you know, and, and you shoot film, you had to wait a whole week before you even saw if it turned out, right. you know. <laughs> if, it, if it was even going to work. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, and now that would never work in these days because right. people want things now, now, now. Right. Um, and obviously marketing has changed tremendously. How so? I mean, well, I mean, I've, for years I was the direct mail king. I mean, I was producing catalogs right. and postcards that were, you know, elaborate pieces that could have been 20 pages long, you know, and you would send that out to 20,000 high school students in the area hoping to get 200 to show up in your door. Right. You know, so those things, you know, and now you look at marketing and it's primarily social media. Right. It's primarily word of mouth through experience that you are providing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that is definitely a huge change in the industry on in my eyes, just how how you reach those clients and what you do with those clients when they arrive and the experience that they get, all those things kind of encompass the changes that are, are pretty major over the last few years. What are the big things that you want to accomplish with Sync? Like, and, and talk about what you already feel as though you have accomplished or that you are in the process of accomplishing. Like, what do you, what do you want Sync's legacy to be 40 years from now? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> uh, um, I feel like for me, I mean, from my, myself and my and my wife Michelle, we we create sync um, for a couple of different reasons. And and people, a lot of time, people ask me these kind of questions, and it's so hard to um, to kind of 
talk about or to explain because you know a lot of times you have to experience something to understand it you know and there's there's some you know there's some people that have come to the recent sync conventions and they've never been before and they stop me in the hallway and they go okay now that i'm here i get it you know and it's like they didn't understand until they actually get here and i think that what we want to accomplish out of this event is number one foremost and everything else is to provide an educational experience where a photographer can come and literally their life has changed. You know, they, they get an idea that completely changes everything in their business, which, you know, cause it all trickles down. It goes from the change in your business that you can now change that and make more money for your family. And mm. your, so your family and everything and your community, they all benefit from coming to the conference because you were here and you were getting educated and you, and you got that one wow idea, you know? So I think for us, you know, we really want to impact the lives of photographers and small business owners um, to so they can go home and they can provide for their families and they can be better people in their community and they can even you know help out in their community. You know, that's super important to us. And, you know, a legacy, you know, for 40 years from now, yeah. I just hope that, you know, people can look back when, you know, I don't know how long things going to last. Nobody does. But, you know, when you when they look back and they say, you know, I used to go to that conference sink. And it was the reason I'm doing this, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever that is, you know, it is the reason I'm doing this. And this is the reason I am a success or, or this is how my kid got to college because I went there and I learned something and I was able to make more money to help pay for that kind of a situation. We really just want to impact people on that way. I mean, I think everybody's, you know, there's a lot of people that are really excellent photographers and, you know, we may not help them in that particular spot. We may, you know, we may not make you a better photographer, but I hope we're going to make you a better business person and a better marketer so that you can take that back and provide for your families. So there's a lot of different conventions now. Um, and some are big and a lot of them are smaller like this, right? So like four to 600 people is about where you're at. Right. And then some of them have thousands way different feel correct between those two what are the advantages of a smaller convention not even necessarily sync specifically but what do you feel like you know in regards to being really comfortable and taking advantage of the four to six hundred person space as opposed to thousands of people yeah probably the biggest advantage is community um is the fact that when you're here um and you're at a smaller conference that you are actually going to kind of see the same people over and over again. You know, sometimes when I've been to all kinds of conferences in the industry and out, so I'm talking generalized conference information here. Um, (laughs) You know, when I've been to a large conference of maybe, you know, 6,000 to Mm 10,000, you know, sometimes you see people, you know, and then you could go almost an entire day and don't see anybody, you know, you know, or if you go to a conference that's, you know, smaller, 400 or less, you're going to keep running into those same people over and over again. And it gives you that opportunity to talk to them and to sit down with them at lunch and sit down with them at dinner and actually have really great conversations. And a lot of times, even the people that were just on the stage. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. I love it when you get to a conference and the speaker sticks around. A lot of times when you get to a really large show, they're in and out, you know, because I got other things they're doing. And even if they're still in, you don't get access to them because there's 300,000 other people there. Correct. Correct. What's, what's your why for doing all this? What's the why piece? The why piece is... For you. For me, 
Um, it's, it's a couple things, you know, I think if we go back when it started, I just felt like there was, it was a missing piece that was in the, in the industry. I mean, SYNC has always been known for, it's a high school senior portrait conference, you know, and at the time there wasn't really anything that was really, I felt like pushing out the message of business and marketing. There was some photography conferences and other kind, you know, more like based on lighting and posing kind of a situation, but I felt like the business and marketing side of it was missing. And so I, that was kind of my original thought process was, we need to do this because that, that little element is missing, you mm-hmm. know, the, the element of business and marketing and sales. Um, so it started like that. Um, I think over the course of the last, you know, we're in our 11th year of producing a show. Um, it's changed a little bit, you know, the why has, um, mm-hmm. w- you know, recently we've introduced having like a worship service at our, at our event. And, you know, and I feel like that's really become a strong part of who we are. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that it's a Christian based conference, but it's Christian influence. So we'll say right. that, um, you know, you're, if you come here, you're not, you know, we're not going to preach at you by any means, but if <laughs> right. you would like to come to worship as an optional thing, you surely like, you can, <laughs> right. and you're welcome to do that. Right. You know, and I think that, you know, now the why for me is, you know, I, I keep saying the word impacting lives, but it really is. And it, and it's, and we're impacting lives in so many different directions now, you know, where I'm hearing when we walk through the hallway, you know, thank you for doing that worship service because it's exactly what I needed and exactly what I needed to hear right. to, you know, from the message to continue doing what I love to do or, or thank you for bringing that vendor in, you know, and, you know, and it's helped me increase, you know, the sales of frames or whatever that would be, you know, it's just, it's continued impacting of everybody. Um, and, and trying to, you know, people say to me all the time, they go, you know, I come to sync because I know the education is going to be good, but I come here because of that community feel that's involved here. I mean, because I know that I'm, I'm going to learn actually this year at, at the show this year, somebody came up to me and said, at dinner time, I, I was able to sit down with another photographer and he explained to me something that I've been missing for the last three years. It's already paid for my conference. Yes, I'm going to continue going to the rest of the of the classes, right. but I'm already done. You know, I'm right. I'm paid for and I'm good. Right. You know, so things like that when that happens, you you get that from a smaller conference and a smaller venue versus the larger ones. Well, too. and as the showrunner, so to speak, is there anything better that you could hear really than oh, something no. like that? Absolutely. Even the vendors, they tell me a lot of times, um, they'll say things like, "This is a, they call it a hallway show, where that means that they're in the hallways talking to attendees. And you know, it, yes, being in the trade show is important, but oh. those, those communications and those right. really connections those happen in the hallway. Those interactions can happen the whole time. Correct. Right. Yeah. Do you feel as though... So you can say that the manifestation of it, I guess, would be the worship service, or but I'm talking about even brought from a broader perspective, like the community aspect of all of that. Do you feel as though, considering who you and your wife are, that that was that it was an, an inevitability that something like that would occur at a conference that you guys are running? Like was the that, worship part of it? Well, the worship would be a manifestation, like okay. one of the manifestations, okay. but also the community piece, and also oh, yeah, like the your why in particular, like. That's kind of that would be kind of inevitable for it to occur or to start to manifest or start it to evolve into that because over the course of the last eleven years it has right like there was no getting away from that was there no there really wasn't and you know and I think 
you know, a, a lot of people have come up to me and said, you know, we really feel that you guys put your heart and we can feel your heart and soul that's in this event. Yeah. You know, and I said at the very first night of our current opening show, I said, you know what, my wife and I, we touch every single thing that's in this building. You right. know, we, we put together the banners, we put together the buttons, we design all the graphics. We, you know, I'm not trying to brag, but you know, it's us. I mean, you're dealing with us. And then even, you know, I try as the, you know, the show owner, I try to be in front of the attendees as much as possible. I try to welcome them at the door. You know, I, I, you know, I don't want to, when I go to a conference, I want to be able to see some of the people that are running that conference. You know, I want to be able to get face to face with the owners. And, you know, and so I, when I, I, I've always said that when I went to a conference, I would sit there and go, well, if I was running it, I would do this, (laughs) you know? And so you put your money where your mouth is and do it. Right. You know? Um, Right. Yeah. So, you know, all the things that you feel like you're missing, like I do that. I'll go to, like, I've been to some church conferences where it's all about um, how to do the staging and lighting and in the marketing for Mm. church. Mm-hmm. because I that we take that feel into sync sure. and when I'm there I go you know what I really love what they're doing here and how can I take that and change it and use it in our business well it's cool that you're grabbing influences from outside of our industry right you're like bringing in new elements that you're seeing other places oh yeah I think that's super important I think if you stay inside your bubble that is <laughs> that is a wrong way to run a business <laughs> right. you right. got to get out there and look around right because you never know we, we go to a lot of conferences we go to a lot of trade shows right. and a lot of times we walk out and go okay that was that one million dollar idea that was the one idea we were looking for we spent three days there we got one idea it was worth it because it changed the way we were thinking about something so you are you at the, is, is hovering around the four, five, six hundred person space, is that the ideal size? I mean, at what point do you, do you think it would be harder to manage and keep it the way that you want it to be? Yeah, we're pretty happy with that four to, I mean, if we could, I'd be really happy like around five to 550 right. because it's still manageable for us to run. We have some very close friends who volunteer and help us out, you know, while we're here, but it's right. still manageable for us right. um, as, as show owners, because I think if we got much bigger than that, now all of a sudden we're in the office constantly and we can't be out, you know, helping because we're behind the scenes doing too much. And, and all of a sudden you lose that personal connection. You know, you need to have that personal connection with your client, whether it's a conference or a photography studio. So the, you know? so the size, there's intentionality there to, oh, yeah. to that size, to keep it manageable so that it can meet the expectations that you have for. Yes, absolutely. I right. mean, yeah, people always go, you know, lower your price. You could get 10,000 people here. I'm not really interested in that. It's not going to be, it wouldn't be the same anymore. <laughs> it would not be it the would same. It would be a shadow of itself. Right. Yeah. I'm not interested in growing to the point where, you know, I, you know, having multiple tracks and having, you know, and where people, and again, where people can't, can you, communicate with each other and sit down at lunch and have dinner with your friends, have dinner with speakers, you know, have dinner with vendors. That's what we want. We want those kind of things happening. What do you see like for the future of the industry regarding conferences? Do you think that, that this, that these little more niched conferences are what is better for the industry as a whole? Um, boy, that's a great question. Is, it, is that, is that too loaded? <laughs> no, it's not too loaded. <laughs> tried to give it's you okay. a big softball there. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, because you're, you know, it's like, you're talking about your competition. Um, but that's well, okay. You are. I am sure. talking about my competition. Sure. That's, I'll be pretty, I'm, I've always been a straight shooter. You know, I, know I mean, it. yeah, that's so it's asking. how it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I think here's my opinion on conferences. I think some of the larger conferences, like when you're talking, you know, the 10,000 and up conferences, yeah. I think they're struggling because they're trying to reach that number mm-hmm. and they've got to do too much for too many people. Yeah. And so it's, I think that's a difficult thing. And I think that's something that's kind of happening over the course of like probably the last three years. And I think because 
there's a lot of little smaller conferences popping up or some people are calling them workshops, whatever you want. Right. You know, even if it's a workshop of 50 people, right. that's 50 people that may not choose you. Right. You know, it's so different than when photography studios, when everybody, you know, they say everybody's a photographer now that, you know, if a photographer is taking 5% of your business in your town and another photographer is taking five and another take, photographer is taking five, yeah. all of a sudden you lost 15% of your business. Right. That's, that's big. Right. So if all these little small niche conferences are taking 5% of your business, yep. the bigger boys are going to feel that. Right. And I think that's what's happening right now is that some of those larger com conferences and conventions are feeling that. Sure. And I think also, you know, one of the great things about Sync is we, you know, the board is Michelle and I, we don't have a board of directors. <laughs> we don't have to, you know, we don't have to answer to anybody. Right. You know, and when you get into those large organizations, they've got to do that. They've right. got to answer to people. And a lot of times what happens when you're on a board of directors, there's people that are only going to do it one way right. and they've done it the same way. And right. we don't need to change anything. Yeah, you know, that's one of the great things about Sync. When they when all these attendees that are here come next year, it's going to be completely different. The right. graphics change, the, the design of the stage changes, everything right. changes. You can never expect the same exact thing because we're constantly evolving and constantly changing. Well, so it's always new and fresh. And, it has to be. Right. It has right. to be because why would you want to come back if it's not? Well, and you guys can make adjustments on the fly too. A two-person oh, yeah. board. Sure. That's very manageable for you guys. <laughs> That's exactly right. And let's be honest, she makes all the rules. <laughs> well, okay. So go a little bit further with that because this will resonate with people that work together, including myself. So sure. this is me asking for a friend that's name is Jed Toff. <laughs> what? What's it like for you working with your spouse? It, it, you know what? Let's just be honest. I think you understand this, that it, it's challenging days and there's rewarding days. Yeah. And they come and they go and that's great and that's part of it and that's part of being married and that's part of being in business with a partner of any kind, whether it's a, your spouse or not. Um, I think some of the things that work out well for us is that, you know, in a lot of relationships and we are the same, we have strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. And probably my weakness is that I know so many people in the industry that I would tend to be more forgiving to somebody who says, Oh, you know what? I can't make it to sink. Can I get oh. a discount or yeah, whatever. Right, right, right. You know, and, and Michelle's a little bit more, no, we have to feed the kids and we have right. to pay the bills, right. you know, so we have to have policies in place. Right. And so I've, you know, I have become better at being more strength, you know, being more, um, following the rules of policies. Right. And she's been, had to learn to be a little bit better on letting things go and let my creativity come through, right. you know, because creative people don't think like that. Mm -hmm. You know, they think, Hey, let's go buy whatever. And you know, it might cost $6,000, but it's going to have an impact for 30 seconds. Right. You know? And she's like, no, we got to figure out how we can pay for that and how yeah, we can make money from that. What's the ROI <laughs> exactly. going to look like on this stuff? You know, right. So I think the strength and weaknesses of that, you know, that we really work well together in that that kind of a situation, right. you know, because we balance each other out. And I think that's important. Um, you know, and, and the other thing, you know, you're going to have frustrating days, yeah. absolutely going to have frustrating days, yeah, buddy. you know, but you know, it, it's so cliche, but it is true. Communication is the key. I mean, when you are feeling frustrated, you just gotta, you know, say, you know what, we got to take a break. Cause a lot of times it's just because your, you know, your brain is fried mm. and you, you know, you probably had have been hashing out an idea mm. for hours and hours and hours. And then the frustration comes and then, you know, that to me, that's break time. You know, let's come back to this, you know, when we're both fresh. And then usually when that happens, um, things happen, same things seem to get better. What sort of intentional things do you guys have in place to help you with that balance? Right? Like not even just, okay, we're at a point where we need a break, but like, how do you handle the, the work-life balance? It's the, it's a typical thing, but how do you guys do it? Yeah, well, luckily, Sync's kind of like a, a seasonal thing. We're almost like a seasonal business. Sure you are. So we yeah. get to take pretty nice breaks mm -hmm. from, you know, running the event. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I think that, 
you know, for us, a lot of times when we'll go someplace, like if we take a little road trip, so maybe we go down to the ocean for a few days to relax. When we're on that road trip, I feel like our brains and our minds kind of relax a little bit more. Yeah. And then we start to come up with really cool ideas. Right. I mean, that's usually when it happens. Right. So the road trip, the right. vacation turns into working. Right. But that's okay. Because it's a different type of working. It is though. a different type of work because yeah. when you when you relax and when you are kind of let your guard down a little yes. bit, I think your brain goes, hey, now I can give you some cool ideas to think right. about, you know, so then you can push it out there. And so that happens. I mean, there's so many times that we've been, I mean, even on the way home from sync, it's a 14 hour drive back yeah. to, to Pennsylvania yeah. in our truck, yeah. you know, that I guarantee you will have ideas for the following year, next year that we come up with, even yeah. though we just completely finished the first year, like, you know, yeah. two days ago. It's like you have to have a notepad or a laptop oh, handy absolutely. so that you could start because when the inevitable brainstorm hits you, you can have it all written down. Correct. Right. And I think as entre- entrepreneurs, you're you're almost always working these days. Right. I mean, it's hard it, and right. it's sad, but it's hard to take a true break where you are not working. But really all the more importance in being intentional of taking a break is not just for the break itself and for your own like health, but also because a lot of times that's when some of the best stuff will just present itself. Oh, yeah. I love how you like separated the brain from you. Like your brain is going to tell you these things because that's so how it works. It is. Yeah. You're like, ooh, 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 here it is. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What what are the deets? Where where do people go to find out about all this stuff? Well, the easiest way is just go to our website, which is syncrocks.com, um, S-Y-N-C-R-O-C-K-S.com. Mm-hmm. And on there, we, we do run two events. We have one that's called Sync and one that's called Sync Sports, um, which is for the volume sports photographers. And so with the two events, they're both... They're both there. Um, contact us information's on there. Every social is all at Sync Rocks um, or the, the sports ones at Sync Rock Sports. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, you know, we're, we're pretty much everywhere. If you're a photographer and you haven't heard about Sync, I, you know, I don't know where you've been. <laughs> it's hard to get away from it. It's out there. <laughs> it's out there. So, um, but yeah, it's, that's the easiest way is, you know, social and, and uh, no website. Mm. Thanks so much for doing this with me. You took some, you took time out of your very busy schedule to do this, and I really appreciate it. It is my pleasure, Ted. Thanks, dude.